0: Welcome to Healing Begins. My name is Pastor Gail Kroc, and today on our program, we have a very special guest. Her name is Sharon Joy. Say hi, Sharon.
1: Hi, everyone.
0: Today, Sharon is going to talk about what her life was like as a child and growing up, her journey to faith, and how she found healing for her life, and some of the challenges she went through. So, Sharon, why don't you share with us a little bit what it was like for you uh, growing up?
1: I would describe it as a very nice upbringing. Um, My my parents, we went to church. Um, I was a Christian because I went to church. Yeah. And and, uh, it was was a lot of fun growing up. Uh, We did a lot of trips. I just had a really nice upbringing. Uh, But when I was about 12 years old, I was sexually abused and molested and I never told anyone about it. I never told my parents, none of my friends. I never told anyone about it. I was scared. There was a lot of fear and a whole lot of shame. And at that point, I felt my childhood innocence was stolen. So as I, as I got a little older, I found uh, through the neighbors and through the neighborhood, uh, there, was a, there was pot. I was a child of the 70s. And I began smoking pot. I began smoking uh, uh, cigarettes, pot, alcohol, practically anything I can get my hands on. And I never saw it as a, a, m- to block any pain or anything. I just saw it as a natural extension of my life. All my friends were doing the same thing. Um, but, but underlying that was the pain, the shame, and the fear of being sexually abused, So life went on, and uh, I just, it began to be a part of my daily life, smoking pot. Uh, That was my main drug of choice. That was the most easily accessible, and never was resolved any problems in my life. It was like just go out and smoke a joint, and everything goes away. And so that's how I lived for most of my adult life. Of course, I hid it from my friends that didn't smoke pot, and I hid it from my family, um, but I would still smoke pot every chance I got. And uh, around uh, 2008, um, after 29 years of marriage, uh, my husband and I began to have a bunch of difficulties in our marriage, and at that point it looked like divorce was imminent. Um, so at that time I, I made a deal with God. I had stopped going to church, by the way. Um, as soon as I was 15 years old, I wanted nothing to do with church from then on. I stayed a far, as far away from God as I possibly could because I thought God was this big, angry God that was just ready to just zap me. Uh, and, and I just felt unloved, uh, unwanted, and I had, had no self-esteem, just zero self-esteem. So when I, when I saw that the divorce was imminent... I was desperate, I didn't want to lose uh, my, my marriage, I didn't want to lose my house that I lived in and, and the lifestyle that I was used to. So I said, God, I will quit smoking pot if you restore my marriage. Plus I'll even start going to church. So, so in November of 2008 I stopped smoking pot after decades of using that as a, as a, as a crutch um, to numb my pain. Well, 2009 rolls around and the divorce was imminent. Um, we, we, did, we did have divorce. Um, I was suicidal at the time because I felt that everything that I worked so hard for was gone. The marriage, um, my home, uh, all the toys, the snowmobiles, everything. And I was suicidal at the time, and uh, I, I was meeting with my friend and neighbor and I said, uh, Tammy, I don't think I can do this any longer. And she said, Sharon, you do not have to go through this alone. And I said, well, what do you mean? And she said, you need Jesus. So at that point, it was uh, January 1 of 2009, my friend Tammy led me in a prayer to receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. And uh, I thought everything would change after that, but there was still dark depression in my life. I was felt like I was uh, just in a just in a... a pit of despair. Um, But I began going to church and I began getting connected to different groups that could help me divorce care, um, small group Bible studies and I was still struggling. I was still drinking alcohol but I wasn't smoking pot but I figured well alcohol is legal. Pot wasn't at the time although now it is. It was not legal at the time and in uh, 2011 The Lord showed me the connection between being sexually abused, that when I said no to the sexual abuse, you're not going to do this to me anymore, that's when the substance abuse started. I never saw that connection before. I just thought it was the 70s, I smoked pot, all my friends smoked pot that I hang out with, that's just the way it is. But the Lord showed me that connection, and that really upset me. I was upset with God for showing me this connection. I was upset with uh, the, the person who abused me, because who could I have been had I not gone down that path? I was upset with myself for, for, for choosing substance abuse for all those years. And I didn't know what to do. And within a, a, weeks, a week long period of time, I was told by three different people, you need to go to spiritual care. So I remember giving spiritual care a call and the consultant at the other end said why are you calling spiritual care and I explained that when I was a child he was the first person I told I said when I was a child I was sexually abused and I never told anything about it anyone about it and, and now that's all I'm thinking about is, is what happened to me as a child that my childhood innocence was stolen and he invited me to come into spiritual care and receive healing.
0: Now, it's interesting, Sharon, as I am thinking about what all, everything you just shared. Mm-hmm. The key event that caused your life to spiral out of control was sexual abuse. You know, it's very interesting. We see this in the lives of clients over and over again, that sexual abuse was a defining moment in that person's life and it's so important that we get or help people at a very young age to be healed from sexual abuse and not carry around that secret all the days of their life because that can have a very a negative effect on their well-being, on their thinking, on the choices they make, on the people they marry, the friends they have. Uh people who have been sexually abused, uh, many, I've seen it, there have been times they were led down so many wrong paths. And if you and I, or if we, can help them find healing at a young age, all of that can be avoided and a person's life can be restored back to where God wants it to be and then God can make their misery their ministry. And that's really the point today that we want people to know. If you have been abused, there is hope, there is healing, and you don't have to keep that secret anymore. You can go forward in the Lord's strength into the future God has for you. And the thing I want to say, there is healing for the pain of sexual abuse. God can help bring the healing you need. So don't be caught up with shame. Don't be caught up with anxiety or condemnation because God wants to help you in your situation. I think the hardest thing a person has to do is make a phone call that they need help.
1: Mm-hmm. Would you
0: say that you were medicating the pain and trying to push it down and make it go away?
1: I, yeah, I never saw it as that until... 2011 when it was like the Lord just ripped the covers off it and and that's when I thought well why did you show me that now God I'm, I'm doing well I'm over the divorce you know I've forgiven my ex-husband I'm moving forward in life why would you bring that up now when I'm finally feeling happy again and I found out that the Lord had other plans. He had plans for me to get healing once and for all. But I didn't think that was possible because <clears throat> I, it happened. And I said to the, um, the intake line at Spiritual Care, I said, how could you possibly help me? This happened f- over 40 years ago. And that's when I found out that God is eternal and he operates outside of time. And God has a way to go into your past through this inner healing and so that you can receive healing for hurts from the past so that you can get out of that stuck area. I was stuck and I needed to get out of that so I could move forward in life. So I came to spiritual care and I got healing as that, that for those hurting events that happened to me when I was 12 years old, just a little girl. And uh, through through the process, and learning off, oh, the most important thing was learning my identity um, as a follower of Jesus Christ, and uh, the I am statements, who I am in Christ. That was a crucial turning point for me in my life. When the consultant at Spiritual Care um, said, what are the lies you believe about yourself? What are, and I said, lies? Yeah, what what about the, the, the word curses uh, that have been spoken uh, towards you? And he, I did not know what that was, and and then I found out, yeah, the names. One one of the names, I said, he said, what are some of the names that you were called? And I said, well, one of them is Pothead. And he said, oh, you're you're a pothead? And I said, well, no, actually, I quit two years ago, but for decades, I was a pothead. And he said, well, that's not who you are. And I said, well, technically, no, I'm not now anymore, but for a long time, quite a few decades there, I was a pothead. So uh, uh, my consultant looked at me and said no, no, you have the mind of Christ. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I laughed at that uh, and I, he said write that down because that is an I am in Christ statement for you. So I wrote that down but I thought that sounded just, just crazy to me. Because for so long I had this mindset of who I was and, uh, and I was damaged goods. I was dirty, I was a pothead, and to learn my value of who I was in Christ Jesus, that was just one of the pivotal points in my life of a a, long road of recovery um, into what the Lord has brought me into today.
0: So uh, the thought I had in my mind was, the pain from 40 years ago, even though it was 40 years ago, uh-huh. that was still in your present, wasn't it?
1: Yes, it was.
0: So uh, we say it, it's, go ahead.
1: Well, um, it was in my present, but I didn't see it as such because I had kept it, I had uh, kept it covered up with substance abuse. Right. I didn't think about it. I didn't dwell on it. And when I did, I would just light up a joint. And all the pain would go away. <laughs> I thought. It was still there, but it just, I wasn't thinking about it.
0: So what they so, say also is that the emotions buried are buried alive. And what you actually push down will come up eventually.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then you have
0: to deal with it, right? And Was it hard to make that first step to spiritual care to get help?
1: It was. It was because I hadn't told anyone about it, but when I was in my small um, Bible study group and I had three different people in that group say, you know, can we pray for you? Because I I was crying uncontrollably and I didn't know why and and I knew why. I was thinking about that abuse um, because for the past two weeks i had been thinking, man, who could I have been had that never happened to me? And finally, I opened up um, to that group, and then, all, you know, three different people in the group said, you need to go to spiritual care. So that was that was the beginning of healing, because that's, that's something that I had kept secret for decades.
0: Is that pain from 40 years ago completely gone?
1: Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Because I can't
0: tell you how many people out there believe that probably that the pain of the trauma and the abuse can never go away. Can you tell me what it was like or share what it was like to experience the removal of the pain?
1: Well, it was, it was, I, it's so hard to even put that into words uh, because it seemed like everything was stopping me from even coming in that day, um, in, including a, a blizzard back in 2011 that they called Snowmageddon and it was heading, <laughs> heading uh, towards Hastings. And are you gonna be open? Yeah, yeah and I, so I called up, are you gonna be open? And, and uh, the consultant said, yeah, why wouldn't we be? And I said, because the, there's this huge storm and they've already shut down schools for the next two days. And he said, it's Michigan. We have snow in the wintertime. <laughs> so I thought, I'm going, I'm going. After all these years, nothing's gonna stop me, not even Snowmageddon. So I, I pushed through the weather, came to Hastings, and oh, when, I, when I got healing uh, for, for this hidden thing that had been shoved down for so long, it was such a relief. I was so tired at the, at the, at the end of that session uh, because I'd been carrying this load and didn't even realize how much of a load it was until I was able to release it to Jesus. And when I released all that pain, all that torment, all those lies that I had been carrying for all those decades, I just wanted to go home and take a nap. <laughs> How many
0: sessions did that take?
1: I, I think it, um, it was only about four sessions. And, and a, after the fourth one, you know, um, the, the consultant said, well, I, th- I think we're about done here. And it's like, no, no, I I didn't want to leave. I mean, I'm feeling great, but I just wanted to continue um, uh, feeling great. And so that began another journey for me because I said, this really works. Um, The healing of Jesus Christ really works. Knowing who I am as a follower of Jesus, this really works how can I stay connected? How can I do, what can I do to help? I want to help other people.
0: So how many years ago was that?
1: That was exactly 10 years ago.
0: Exactly 10 years. And do you have a list of I am statements that you like to say? Yes, I do. Why don't you give everybody your new I am statements, your new uh, way you look at yourself?
1: Okay. So what my consultant did was he took, um, he wrote down every lie that I believed about myself and And he said, we're going to flip the script on that. We're going to write down what God says about you. And uh, he says, and you, so I had an index card, I had a recipe card. He says, now you write this down and you say this every morning when you get out of bed. You say it every night before you go to sleep. And I said, "Okay." so I wrote down um, the reverse of every name that I had thought and said about myself and this is then i would say okay this is my true identity i am sharing joy i am pleasant i am chaste i am pure and righteous i have the mind of christ i am healed i am whole i am loved i am accepted i am a new creation i am placed in the body of christ i am prosperous and i am a princess warrior for the kingdom of God. This is my true identity. This is who I am.
0: Now let me ask Hallelujah. you, maybe people think well, she's doing great. Probably been no struggles after that. Have you had hard times even after that where you have struggled a little bit but the tools maybe that you were taught helped you?
1: Uh, yes I have. Uh, in fact I've, I've I've come into spiritual care. I serve at spiritual care. But I've also um, come in for inner healing when I when I needed help processing some of the um, painful things that have happened because you know Jesus gives us this promise in His Word in John sixteen thirty three He says in this world you will have troubles but be encouraged He says I've overcome the world so yeah I've faced some struggles I faced some hard times in life um, so I definitely I use the tools um, I get in the word i stay connected with a good group of people that will help come alongside of me and pray with me
0: so what you're really saying is now you've made your misery your ministry right
1: yeah the lord has done that amen
0: god has taken
1: taken what the enemy
0: meant for evil yeah and what has he done he's turned it around for his for the good and the glory of his kingdom and that Amen. you have gotten back what the enemy tried to steal yes, from you?
1: Yes, yes. He came to heal my broken heart and bind up my wounds. And he certainly has done that. He's got a way of taking your scars and turning it into his stars.
0: I like it. Did you ever think when you first began that one day you'd be serving here as a spiritual care consultant? No,
1: never in a million years. I thought uh, someone in ministry was a pastor or a minister. I, I never... Um, Had any any inclination that I could be a part of a ministry for the kingdom of God like this
0: Is there what would you say to the person that really needs to come in? But they're in fear They're afraid they're afraid they have a secret and this secret has just been kept in them and keeping them in Bondage what would you say to them Sharon?
1: I would say to them just just reach out In a step of faith, just reach out, make that call. Uh, Because everything in this, uh, you know, that that is talked about, it's confidential. It doesn't get spread out to the whole world. And so what have you got to lose? Make that call.
0: Yeah, because your life is really different today, isn't it? Yes,
1: it is. Yes, it is.
0: Would you say you got a lot more peace today?
1: Yes, I have peace. I have joy. It's, it's uh, just absolutely amazing what the Lord has done.
0: Has your newfound identity given you more confidence?
1: Yes, that was crucial. When I found out my true value as a daughter of the risen King, uh, that's made all the difference in the world. Because now my identity is not based on the things that have happened to me and my circumstances. Instead, my identity is based on The rock, a solid foundation, Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And that makes all the difference in the world because he will never leave me. He will never abandon me. And he's always there.
0: So pressing through the fear is key. Yes. And I think the hope that you can get rid of the pain, the pain can be removed. Yes. Had you ever had counseling before in the past, before you came to spiritual care? No. So the good news is the pain that you're going through can be removed you can be set free from that Mm -hmm. and a lot of times people feel like the pain will never go away yeah they feel like it can never go away Mm -hmm. or they got a mental illness diagnosis because of it and now they feel they're just trapped into that right but i think we ought to end this time by praying for those that might be listening that might be suffering from a secret or maybe they were abused a man they're trying they got pain they're trying to, uh, to medicate. Why don't you lead out in a prayer for anyone who's listening?
1: Okay. Um, Heavenly Father, I ask you to be with each and every person that's listening to this podcast, Lord. And that, Lord, um, the things that they've gone through, the things that they may be hiding, Lord, they're not hidden from you. And, Lord, I just pray that you just soften their hearts and you just open them up, um, Lord, that they are willing to come in and once and for all leave their load, leave their burden that they've been carrying at the foot of the cross and get healing for the things that they've been carrying and that has been affecting them for so many years, Lord. I just I just pray for their healing. I just pray for that revelation that you will give them um, in this process. In Jesus' name.
0: Amen. I want to thank you today for joining us for this. Uh, Sharon Joy's journey of faith and healing. And Sharon, I want to thank you for being brave to get out there and share what God has done in your life. And if you're listening today, I would encourage you to visit our website, www.spiritualcareconsultants.com or feel free to email me at gale, G-A-L-E, at spiritualcareconsultants.com. God bless you. Thank you for joining us today. And remember, Jesus is greater than your pain.